The famous Republican libertarian Congressman Ron Paul once had a placard on his desk that said, don't steal. The government hates competition. Well, the government certainly does hate competition. In fact, they've made it illegal to get contracts against the government when it comes to war profiteering. But we can learn a lot from war profiteering by looking at the legal war profiteers. I'm talking about Lockheed Martin, Boeing, BAE Systems, Raytheon, General Dynamics. As their profits soar and the average person has no ability to compete in all there, those are the real war profiteers. Now, the government has made it illegal, punishable as a felony offense by up to 20 years in prison. How come no one at Lockheed Martin Boeing, General Dynamics Raytheon, or BAE Systems is going to jail? Well, right now, maybe they should be because their profits are skyrocketing in the midst of the Israeli, Palestine, and Hamas conflict. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go over to www.americaoutloud.news, where you can check out all of my colleagues' work, as well as the 24-7 America Out Loud talk radio network, available on all of your favorite app devices in the stores. Just download America Out Loud. You'll hear that 24-7 America First radio network, as well as podcast like mine, directly in the app. Or you can go to your favorite podcast uh, services. We're all there, America Out Loud and America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Welcome to another episode here on this lovely Monday. And I say lovely Monday because I feel like last week I went a little bit uh, too in the weeds of just being depressed about the energy of the world and what was out there. And I think other people were picking up on my energy. I was getting messages from people saying they were concerned about me. And uh, there's nothing to be concerned about. I'm doing okay. But I'm in uh, empathy is pretty high on my. Uh, my scale of how I experience the world. So as a result, being an empath, when things like the conflicts happen, uh, I feel like it does affect my energy, but I want to be mindful that when I'm speaking with all of you, that I could affect your energy as well, uh, for better or for worse. And I think that that's an important responsibility that I have uh, towards you guys, my audience and myself. So I, I, I want to be as cognizant of that as I get into topics. That all stated, I still got to keep it 100% real with everybody. Now, I lost listeners over the last week based upon my content. People thought that I was anti-Israel by stating that I wanted to see more peace talks and I wanted to see the escalation talks while going after Hamas. And I thought it was very uh, clear about my disdain and absolute uh, just 
completely condemning Hamas for their actions. That in no way, shape, or form was I saying that Israel did not have the right to defend themselves. I was simply trying to give a voice to the innocent people that would be lost in the conflict. Now things are escalating, ladies and gentlemen. They escalated over the weekend in case you did not see the news. The uh, USSS Dwight D. Eisenhower has left Virginia to head over to uh, the Middle East. And uh, they have the ability to track this ship as well. You can check it out and see where all the different vessels are. Um, And at the present moment, uh, the USS uh, government vessel here is uh, moving at last off the coast of Virginia Beach uh, into the Atlantic. Uh, So this is going to take a little time to get there, but it is now uh, in movement. It has been commissioned to head over to the Middle East. During that same time, uh, I am paying attention to the fact that Iran has mentioned that if Israel continues to bomb Gaza the way that they're bombing it, then Iran was going to take military action and open up a new uh, offensive uh, as well as possible uh, a ground offensive into Israel. Now, if that happens and uh, the Lebanon-backed Hezbollah also gets involved, what we're looking at right now is Joe Biden being forced with his unwavering support and parts of the UN being forced with their support into also supporting Iran on the ground with resources. This is not a Russia-Ukraine conflict, ladies and gentlemen. We do not have the same support for Iran as we do for Israel. And the reason for that is complex, but it goes back to the UN and their vested interest in Israel. All right. The UN does not have the same vested interest in the Ukraine. The reason why the money has been spent over there is because they're trying their best to fight a proxy war with Russia through Iran. That is the reason why all that uh, the dollars are are falling from taxpayer wallets directly into the Ukraine. But with Israel, this means a military conflict is possibly imminent. Now, where could we find the warning signs for a military conflict? Well, we would simply have to look up Lockheed Martin Company, who is now uh, up uh, 6.92% since, uh, I'm sorry, 1.59% each day for the last six days. So a little over 6% up since this conflict in Israel started. Northrop Grumman Company, they are also moving up, up, up in their profits. Uh, They are up 7.97% with uh, Lockheed. If you add all that up, it was 8.62%. The RTX Corporation, RTX is now up 4.59%. General Dynamics Corporation up 7.46%. Boeing has stabilized despite the fact that their latest airplane is many, many issues and their stock was falling. Now it's stable because of the war uh, possibilities. This is war profiteering. War profiteering is the act of when somebody sells uh, weapons or other goods to a party that is at war. And all of these companies are now going to be selling their goods to Israel and possibly to other companies or other countries as well. But they are profiteering off of the uh, excessive uh, damage that will be happening. Now, there was a time 
when there were war profiteers that were millionaires who sold things like uh, recycled wool and cardboard shoes, the soldiers during the American Civil War. And many people look at Lockheed Martin, Boeing and General Dynamics, Raytheon, BAE Systems, all these other companies as a politically influenced defense industry that the government looks the other way when these companies are helping to spread war across the globe. But when individuals do it, immediately they can be taken to uh, prison. Now, why is that possible? Because back in 2007, uh, Mr. Abercrombie introduced H.R. 400, the War Profiteering Prevention Act of 2007, which was a companion bill, the Senator Leahy's War Profiteering Act. And the legislation criminalized overcharging taxpayers to defraud and the profit extensively from a war military action or reconstruction effort. And the crime is a felony subject to criminal penalties of up to 20 years in prison and fines up to a million dollars or twice the illegal gross profits of the crime. Meaning if you made $100 million, they could go after you for $200 million. It also uh, would not allow any false statements with the goods and services. That would also be a felony. 10 years in prison, 1 million or twice the legal. And the bill they hoped would send a clear message about contracting fraud. The problem is the United States government turns a blind eye when it comes to the dark budgets. It turns a blind eye when it comes to the legalized war profiteers known as these large companies. That is an absolute fact. If you need proof of that, you can see that the war dogs are these companies. How do we know that? Because maybe like 15 years ago, back in 2007, when this bill was finally uh, put together, there were two gentlemen who were huge potheads, David Pacals and Ephraim Devaroli. And they were sending illegal shipments of ammo to the Afghan army. While the, the, the movie that this is based on, by the way, it's it's the movie is not factual, but it's based on a true story. You can watch War Dogs with Jonah Hill, Bradley Cooper. He's the one that uh, helped do it. But the, the, the thing is, David Pacals was in Miami Beach when he brokered a deal for $300 million that he and Ephraim de Viroli won from the Pentagon in order to arm America's allies in Afghanistan. And it was back in May 2007 when the war was not going so well. There were six years of fighting. Al-Qaeda was still uh, a thing. Taliban was resurging. And NATO casualties were quickly going up, up, and up. So the Bush administration was pretty uh, desperate at this point in time to try to get something into place. Now, these two uh, potheads get a $300 million deal from the government. You know what happens to these gentlemen? Well, not only did they become big weapons traders, but the government is going to decide to make an example out of both of them. Right? Because what ends up happening is uh, DeVaroli and Packhouse pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States under the general rule statute of this bill, of which I was just talking about. They got 149 contracts by the end of 2006 worth $10.5 million. In 2007, they got $300 million as what I was just talking about, get 100 million rounds of AK-47 ammunition. They got millions of rounds for SVD, Druganov, sniper rifles. They got aviation rockets and other munitions. And the ammunition they got, they secured in Albania to fulfill a contract that originally come from China. So they 
got them on going through uh, banning Chinese ammunition. Now, why was this not able to happen? Well, if you go back to Ron Paul, don't steal the government hates competition. The government already has a legal, in quotes, way to war profiteer. They already have contracts with all of these companies like Northrop, like Lockheed, like uh, RTX, and uh, when we get into General Dynamics Corporation, all of them are also have homes near Reston, Virginia, Arlington County, Virginia. And then we also have Bethesda, Maryland with Lockheed Martin. The only company that's not located there out of all these defense things, Boeing's up in Philadelphia, but Northrop Grumman is out in Denver, Colorado. Now, what's out in Denver, Colorado? Well, Lockheed Martin also has a huge presence out there because we have, well, I won't get into it, but you can put the dots together. I already know the answer to that question. I'll let my bold Americans make up their mind without getting myself into any trouble. Now, the stock market normally responds historically to these war profiteers when war is about to happen. And the stock market itself starts to dip before it starts to surge. And that's normally, it starts the dip when we're in a world war. Well, at the end of last week, it started to dip. It has not dipped a ton, but we are seeing a marker that the markets are spooked by the the significant uh, threat of a world war. Now, I want to know, when... Donald Trump was president back in 2020 or yeah, it was beginning 2020, right before the pandemic. World War Three started to trend all over X and social medias. Right now here in 2023, we are very perilously close to World War Three. Yet when I look at the other podcasters that are out there, I seem to be one of the only people just calling it like it is. I don't see a lot of other individuals that are America first individuals that are calling this the same way that I am. Why is that? Why is it also that in society, when Donald Trump simply is uh, at the seat, that then you can say, oh, World War III, this is going to the people on the left. World War III is intimate. But right now there are people cheering on on the left, war and destruction that's not happening here on our own soil, simply because perhaps we do not have our sons and daughters on the ground yet, yet. I think we need to begin having this conversation. Instead of telling me you're no longer going to listen to America emboldened because you don't like my take on calling for peace, well, are you going to like it when there is a draft? Perhaps you'll start listening to my show again at that point in time, or perhaps you'll realize it when other countries start getting involved in the conflict, and you'll realize that the textbooks will go back the 2023 October to the moment that Hamas started parachuting in to where a world conflict began as the shot heard round the rave, right? Maybe that's where you will wake up and say, you know what? Bolden was pretty much on point on that. Maybe I shouldn't have stopped listening to his show. So for the bold Americans that are still with me, that are still listening each day uh, for the takes that I'm giving and the perspective that I'm giving, I want to say thank you for being bold enough to even disagree with me and continue to listen. That is what this show is all about. Even if you disagree with the viewpoints that I have, you're always welcome 
to come on to any of my social media platforms, uh, to come on and send me an email, greg at americaemboldened.com. And I will listen to your perspective. Tell me where I'm missing things. I'm happy to read them. I'm happy to engage. But if you know that you're going to just go, you know what? I've had it with this guy's takes. Then I can't grow with you. And I can't challenge you as well to things that I believe you might be blind on in the same time. So let's partner together on this because we are in it pretty thick right now. On the flip side, I'm going to get into a little pop culture. Some references about enjoying life while it's here through the lens of Blink-182. Now, you may be really familiar with Blink-182. You may not be familiar with Blink-182, but they are a pop punk band that you either love or you absolutely hate. There's no in-between on this. But they have a new album that's come out, and I listened to one of their songs, and it really uh, hit me with great perspective and movement. And uh, even if the messenger is imperfect at times, I think that messages come through crystal clear. And I think it's a good one in the midst of 2023 and everything that we're going through. So that's on the flip side. If you can give me a, a, a follow on at real Greg Bolden, if you're not already doing that, go over to the website, AmericanBolden.com. I appreciate it. You can also support the show. Buymeacoffee.com backslash Bold America. Thank you to Louie for the five coffees that you purchased at the end of last week. Just want to give a shout out and thanks to everybody who continues the support there. Helps power the show, make it happen. But more importantly, the network needs your support. So if you go to americaoutloud.store, you can help support the network and all these great shows that are coming to you by helping to support the sponsors, the people that bring the content to you. So if you go over to americaoutloud.store, I'd appreciate it. I'll be right back after this brief break here. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, 
you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here on America Emboldened. Let's get straight back into what we've been talking about. War mongers, the war profiteering. I'm calling them the war dogs, so to speak. The people that are profiting off of war 24-7, lobbying our elected officials that say that they're putting America first. Ron Paul was great in reminding people that the blowback from today's conflicts are tomorrow's problems to solve. Now, he may not have said it in those words, they're mine, but that's basically his uh, recognition of what blowback means. This puts America second for our youth and our future health, our future wellness. So this conflict in the Middle East, we should all be talking about ways that we can take down the war dogs and make sure that we are having an advantageous outcome for the future prosperity as well as the future health wealth and wellness of our own country, putting America first. And I'm not sure that it's in our best interest to go fight a global conflict if that's what this is going to turn into. Now, within all of this, there can be fear about what's to come. You know, it's really simple to isolate yourself on a day like today where I, I'm out in the car earlier and I'm looking up at the sky and it's beautiful blue sky with some puffy clouds and it's so peaceful here where I live. And I was just enjoying the day before I was recording here. And you can get lost into how awesome and magnificent nature is. But if you pause for a moment and you think that not every human being is having the same experience that I'm able to have today, that some human beings are getting shelled with mortar attacks. Some human beings may have soldiers holding them hostage some may have terrorists that they're afraid of any minute that could attack. It becomes very simple for me to live in America and feel safe and secure. To live in America where I have the rights and the responsibilities that I can exercise and choose to uphold to make sure that this constitution holds for the next person. It can be very easy to forget about the death and destruction or the starvation and the disparity in the world where things are all not created equal. Nope. There is no such thing as equality. Equality is an absolute myth. Why is equality a myth? Because really we live in one big gambling type of ecosystem where you're born into a situation and that situation is your starting point that influences everything else. Don't believe me? How many of you want to sign up to trade in what you have right now to go live in a third world country where there is not clean drinking water accessible on a daily basis? I don't think many people are going to take me up on that opportunity. Within all of that, there are people that are waking up today that will not wake up tomorrow. And in the importance of the conversation of Hamas and Palestine, I've been trying to point out that when Israel is bombing the uh, Gaza Strip, that there are innocent children that are losing their lives. In fact, out of the reported deaths right now, over half have been children. 
Hamas is also using IEDs, Explosive Improvised Devices, is what that stands for. I think most people know that, but I'm just making sure that I'm clear for everyone. They're using IEDs to blow up roadways to try to keep people from leaving. So yeah, Hamas is a real problem here. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So this brings me to Blink-182. I know this might be a completely outlandish, uh, crazy way to connect the two together, but follow me on this. Blink-182 is a punk rock band, a pop punk rock band that used potty humor uh, and just general immaturity for their entire career to make people laugh and inserted those jokes into their albums, into their songs. And as I said before the break, there's two different types of people. There's either those that absolutely hate Blink-182 and think they bring nothing to the musical equation. There's people that love them to get the humor. There's also people that think that, uh, you know, Tom DeLone is an absolute nut job, uh, even though he's been trying to tell people aliens exist and was part of the whole disclosure movement uh, back in 2020. Um, and then there's individuals that are like, well, you know, they, they make such horrible jokes about sexual culture and everything else. They, they shouldn't be listened to. Okay. So no matter where you are on the, uh, the equation of here regarding this band, I want you to understand that even an imperfect messenger can get a perfect message across from time to time. And I personally like Blink-182. I grew up listening to punk rock and different types of punk rock. Uh, personally, I like Green Day more than I like Blink-182, although I don't like the Green Day of 2023, um, where everything's political. I just wish that they'd play music and entertain people, but they have a right to, to tell their own message. You know, it's like uh, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine was raging against the machine plenty until they weren't. There's plenty to continue the rage against, and they went conspicuously quiet over the past uh 10 years and apparently now they're back my friend sent me a great article by reason magazine where they really nailed that message to them as well if you get a chance check that out anyway bath the blink they have a new album coming out on october 20th and uh i'm waiting for this album because i was curious after a band had been broken up for a while tom DeLone left the band did his own thing for about a decade what type of music they would put back out now in their 50s when when they started they were teenagers they were you know 18 years old 19 years old well they have a new song on this album called one more time now for those that don't know the blink 182 story it's it's kind of interesting what ends up happening during uh their breakup and even right before the breakup the first is the uh drummer for the band travis barker Travis was involved in an absolutely horrific plane crash where he uh, sustained, I think it was close to like 60% of his body in 2008 had received burn marks. Um, he almost died, but he survived this plane crash. All right. And uh, make a long story short, the band, uh, he refused to step on another uh, plane. So it made touring really, really difficult for him to get back on a plane. I can completely understand that. I don't like uh, flying to begin with, but if I was in a plane crash and I almost died, my body was uh, horribly burned. I had to stay in a burn unit for uh, literally months. That would be pretty difficult for me uh, to hop back on. So that kind of started derailing the band and then they broke up. During this time, another member, uh, more recently, Mark Hoppus, 
got cancer. And uh, he didn't tell people uh, right away that he had cancer. He was kind of quietly battling it in the background until he wasn't able to uh, battle it anymore. That was back in 2021. He was diagnosed with stage four diffuse large B cell lymphoma. And then by September 2021, he stated that he was cancer free. All right. So he went from stage four, which is normally a death sentence to people, uh, to being cancer free by the time he turned 50 in 2022. All right. And so he announced that to everybody. So I think it was about a year went by. I might have said 2021. Meanwhile, you have Tom DeLong. Now, Tom DeLong, he did not have uh, something so crazy going on in his life outside of, uh, I don't, well, I don't want to speculate that. I don't know. I, I'm just watching videos lately where he looks like he's drinking way too much. But Tom DeLong was uh, part of the alien movement, uh, became a UFO researcher. Now, they had songs in Blink-182 about aliens exist, and he was always kind of there, but he took meetings with a lot of powerful people. Even Podesta was linked to Tom DeLonge and the alien disclosure. Yes, that Podesta. You're thinking exactly what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to say it. Continuing on, they write this song called One More Time. And in the car over uh, this past week, I turn it on, I'm going to work and I hear these words and it's this heartfelt ballad and I got emotional guys. I, I really, I was moved by this. Now this goes back to me being an empath, right? I, I, I get emotional off things like uh, messages that really resonate, but at the age in my mid forties here, where I'm at, where I can look at life and I'm starting to see my, uh, acquaintances and friends, they're dying. I, I've, I've lost people that are close to me. Just last week, I heard that a young, well, she wasn't young. She's my age. Somebody my age passed away that I knew as a young girl in high school. Uh, she died of cancer. And it reminds me that we're only here for a short time. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow whatsoever. Each day is a gift that we wake up and we breathe. So when I hear Tom DeLonge kind of sing and whine in the chorus, do I have to die to hear you miss me? Do I have to die to hear you say goodbye? I moved. Do you have that person in your life that lately you don't know what you mean to them? Do you have that person that you've lost contact with? I mean, I think about my wedding party. I have people that were in my wedding that we haven't talked to in forever. And it's sad. And I felt in my heart this longing of Tom and Mark in saying, I miss you. It took time, but I admit it. It still hurts even after all these years. And I know the next time ain't always going to happen. I got to say, I love you while we're here. Who are the people that we need to say we love? Who are the people that, you know, time, we look back and it still hurts after all these years, lost loves, right? People that maybe we still love, even though decades have gone by since the last time we saw them. What does it take for us to tell that person that you miss them, that in your heart, that's never ended? And... When do we get to say a proper goodbye to those relationships? 
I think at some point you learn in life that there's always this moment that you've done something for a final time, but you never know that's happened until you look back into the past and go, oh man, that was the final time I got to hang out with my boy Steve in Philadelphia during the five spot. Those were awesome nights. But there was eventually one time that was going to be the final time that Steve and I would go to the five spot. Or looking at maybe you were playing on a baseball team and it was the final time I got the pitch in a game and play with those absolutely phenomenal human beings on the Diamond State Baseball Club, people that meant a lot to me, but I didn't know it was going to be the final time that I took the field with them and was able to enjoy that. Or the final time that I swung my son or my daughter on a swing set before I didn't get that opportunity to swing them on a swing set again. This is heavy stuff. When you look at life through what you have the opportunity to do, to have this beautiful human experience, and you don't think about how eventually these things are going to come to an end. These experiences are meant to have our full, unadulterated attention with all of our heart, but yet we are completely isolated from them. We're isolated with distractions and what do we got to do next? And I don't like the fact that that's where the society feels. We are more engaged right now on social media about a conflict in the Middle East than we are on our people that we love or on our neighbors in the Middle East that we should be able to show love. And eventually there'll be a last time that we get that opportunity. The opening of that song, Strangers from Strangers into Brothers from Brothers into Strangers once again, I'm often reminded that's very similar. And when I listen to that, like, remember your ashes into ashes or to dust, you will return. Right? That's if any Catholics are out there, Ash Wednesday, it's remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. Sorry, I said ashes because I'm thinking Ash Wednesday. That message is so powerful. Do your friends have to die for you to show up at a funeral? Do your loved ones have to die for you to show up at a funeral for you to tell them how much you actually miss them in your life, that how much you want to tell them that you love them? Or are you going to do that now? Well, in the craziness of this world, I would tell you, start showering people with the expression of love that you are capable of right now. You know, you don't have to tell somebody directly that you love them. You can simply give them a phone call, send them an email. You can simply in response say how happy you are to hear from them. You can be excited when somebody shares good news or be compassionate when someone shares bad news without having to share your own good news or your own bad news. You can praise them for the hard work that you've seen them do if they're a coworker. You can greet them with warmness of a smile, or if you're close enough, with a handshake, with a hug. You can let them share something meaningful with you without you judging what that meaningful thing is or trying to match it. When you smile, do you smile with a genuine smile? It's a good place to start. Do you express gratitude that those people are in your life? 
God, I have so many people that are no longer in my life. I miss them and I have such gratitude for the love that they showed me, either being my friend, being in a relationship with me, in order to help me become what I am today. And even though I may have been an imperfect person, I'm sure I'm still imperfect today, they helped me learn about myself so I could be more perfect for later on so I could love more generously for other people. And those people are great for helping me succeed in reaching my dreams. And I hope that they've been successful in reaching their dreams. War dogs in this world, they're not going to help us reach our dreams. The military industrial complex is not going to show us gratitude and love. Right now in America, we don't have missiles and bombs flying overhead. It's time right now to start connecting with people while we still have the freedoms to do what we can do because tomorrow our safety and our security is not guaranteed. If things blow up in the Middle East, there's going to be people that you've seen for the last time. I don't want that to be our reality, and I will use whatever energy I have and whatever messaging I have to try to bring a little bit more peace and common sense to the conversation. And if you share this out with people, hopefully they get the message. I love you, my listeners. I'm grateful for you, for your support for the past year and many months that I've been on this network and for those that have been following me as OGs from the very beginning. I, I appreciate you all. I have nothing but love and gratitude in my heart. You're meaningful in my life, which is why I do what I do. Please pass along your gratitude to those that you believe need to hear it and be mindful the next time you're doing something that you've done for a long period of time, you will do it for the last period of time eventually. So don't take it for granted. That's the show for today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you tuning in and I hope that I've honored your time well. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. (laughs) 